Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 6, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, it is Matt. Tony week. Oh, believe God. it or not, <laughs> just feels like we had a Tony week, I don't know, what, nine months ago? Four and, years ago, yeah. Well, well, we have had one fairly recently because of the weird fall Tonys uh, of 2021, yeah. but we are back in legit Tonys we're week, back, so we're baby. going. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be running through um, some predictions for Tony week. The throughout every episode on this week on Broadway, we're we'll doing a few categories each day. We do want to note though that as of now, as of recording time, we are still missing a ton of details about like what is actually them. happening at the Tony Awards. We have not <laughs> every had yet damn thing. <laughs> an official word as to what shows will be performing. You can imagine that most musicals that are actually um, still up and running will be performing, but we have not also heard about any special guests, any presenters, anything like that. So we will be having hopefully, presumably, a ton of news about the upcoming Tony Awards throughout this week. And then the three of us, we will be reassembling post-Tony celebration. Mm -hmm. Grace, Ashley, and I will be getting together to do a complete rundown of the Tony Awards immediately after the ceremony on Sunday. So we will have a big old episode of Today on Broadway dropping... I don't know. I guess it would probably Sometime, be like yeah, twelve thirty, maybe. Yeah. yeah, depending on how long we go and how long this thing lasts in the in the wee hours of Monday morning. Um, and I th- think we'll be dropping that first on Patreon and then having it drop in the regular feed normally. So if you want to hear yeah. all of our thoughts immediately, which of course you do, Obviously. head over patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. Also there, you could have heard this week on Broadway before anyone else could on the episode Peter, James, and Michael um, uh, talked about a whole bunch of different shows including what the end will be at Roundabout, Mr. Parker at Theater Row, um, Snow in Mid Summer uh, at Classic Stage Company, uh, as well as the Jacques D'Amboise Memorial at City Center and a bunch of other stuff. So check that out in your podcast feeds wherever you listen to Broadway radio. All right. So, Ashley, today we're going to be talking about the, um, I guess, the musical writing categories, as well as both directors and the choreography categories. Mm -hmm. We're not doing any writing of a play categories because that is part and parcel with the best play category. Um, So that will be something we save for when we talk about the various productions. But today we're going to do best book of a musical, best original score, music and or lyrics written for the theater, best choreography, best direction of a play, and best direction of a play. Do you want to start with the... uh, Yeah, musical, sorry. Do you want to do... Do you want to do the writing ones first? Sure, let's do that. Why not? All right, so here's how I broke mine down. I broke down by what I want to win and what I think will win. In some categories, it's the same. Some categories, it's not. Um, Best book of a musical. The nominees are Girl from the North Country by Connor McPherson, MJ by Lynn Nottage, Mr. Saturday Night by Billy Crystal, Lowell Gantz, and Babalu Mandel, Paradise Square by Christina Anderson, Craig Lucas, and Larry Kerwin, and A Strange Loop by Michael R. Jackson. Ashley, what are your thoughts on this category? So I'm going to give my thoughts for both things simultaneously because they're the same answer. (laughs) Best book of a musical and best original score, music and or lyrics written for the theater. It's A Strange Loop. I mean, I'm going to be very surprised if this doesn't take home. And this is my will and they for it will win and want to win for both of them. Um, 
uh, you know, we've already seen it when the Pulitzer Prize. It would be incredibly strange for it to not take no home. Pun yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to take home as many awards as we think it's going to. Uh, I can't remember how many it was actually nominated for. 11, maybe? Set? I believe so. 10 or 11. Yeah. S- something it like was that. the most nominated musical yeah, correct. Uh, of the year. Correct. Um, We have something that's really so special here, uh, just across the board. And I think, especially for, you know, talking about book and score here, first of all, they're so intertwined in a way that I don't think any of the other nominees are. I think you, this is certainly a show where you cannot lose any of the songs that are in the show. They just fit completely perfectly with the book that's going on with it. Uh, and I just think, I mean, he took 18 years to write this, I think he said. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I, I find it a pretty perfect show. I know, uh, you had some qualms with it. And I do have one specific qualm that we always keep talking about, and that's the sound design of it. But I mean, as far as an otherwise perfect show, I think a strange loop is going to take most of the things that it's nominated for and rightfully so for book and score uh it does lead all nominations with 11 so you were right it does have 11 nominations um i do want and i think will uh have a strange loop winning for best Mm. book of a musical i talked about after i saw the show the thing that affected me the most was how honest and raw and truthful Mm. um usher the main character's um pain is in this in a way that i don't know that i've ever seen in a musical before and very transferably so that as you said in your review as well like you don't have to relate with what is going on you are still Mm -hmm. feeling that extremely Absolutely. absolutely and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that michael r jackson this is essentially an autobiographical show where Michael R. Jackson is self-referential. He said, he said not autobiographical self-referential. Well, tomato, tomato. Um, (laughs) But to me, the the strongest part of this is the book. The, the score does not work as well for me um, as it does for you. Not that I dislike Mm -hmm. it. Um, I, if if we're going to talk about score as well, let's do that real quick. Best original score, music and or lyrics written for the theater, flying over sunset music by Tom Kitt, lyrics by Michael Corey, Mr. Saturday night music, Jason Robert Brown, lyrics, Amanda Green, paradise square music, Jason Howland lyrics, uh, Nathan Tyson and Masi Asari. Um, uh, six, the musical music and lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss and a uh, strange loop music and lyrics by Michael R. Jackson. I do think that a strange loop will mm-hmm. win, but the music, I, I, I don't, I can't think of a single song from that show. Really? I mean, not, not none see, stuck with me after <laughs> I this was going to say, see, for me, I think inner white girl and memory song are perfect theater song especially memory song i think is an exceptional song and i don't think with the other nominees i have a song like that for them see i would i would go i would want six to win in this because i think Uh, that the songs there are doing the work that you see that six did not get a book nomination because they're essentially i mean the book is the story i we've had this argument especially with like hamilton like book is not spoken word book is the the arc of the show but all of the work that we normally consider the book work of a show is done in these songs and they're done in little individual packages so it is kind of a different thing um i do think like i said the strange loop will win but to me the music that 
uh, affected me the most from the season was six. It's the stuff that stuck with me. And it might have to do with the mm. very, the very poppy nature of it, that they were built very around possible. familiar hooks that we know from popular music. And that's why popular music is in fact popular is because it's really sure. easy to remember. Popular. Um, yeah, there you go. But, uh, <laughs> A strange loop. I did not dislike the score. No, it just is not so. one that that hung with me. Um, flying over sunset, Mister Saturday Night in Paradise Square. I those have songs. I, <laughs> I okay. And Paradise uh, Square is a lot. Maybe too many. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think that's the thing. Like I can absolutely see that going to six as well, and I think it would be very well deserved. The thing with me, even though I said a strange loop, you cannot separate the book and the score. There, I think it progresses most through the songs, where you really only yeah. have one method of progression in six, and that is through the songs. So again, it can go either way. I just think, yeah, you know, it's not necessarily original score written for a musical uh but it is still progressing the most through the songs in a strange loop yeah and and i just think it would be very cool if toby marlowe and lucy moss oh, were Tony winners. good yeah, yeah they're great yeah um all right let's go on to best choreography uh in this category interestingly enough the first one we're going to talk about is a play that is camille a yeah. brown's work for for colored girls who've considered suicide when the rainbow is enough Warren Carlyle for The Music Man, Carrie Ann Ennui for Six The Musical, Bill T. Jones for Paradise Square, and Christopher Wielden for MJ. I'll start this one off because I okay. feel like we're going to be in the same place <laughs> Probably. for Want, and I, I don't. I, I, I know we're going to be in the same place for Want. I feel like uh, I, I want Camille A. Brown of course. Uh, to win for, for Colored Girls. I think she's got a really good shot um, to win here. I I. Kind of think that Christopher Wielden is going to mm. win for MJ. Yeah. The, only, the thing that I think, I mean, Bill T. Jones could also win for Paradise Square, yeah. to be honest with you. But I, I feel like what might be hampering Christopher Wielden is that this is a solo nomination for him, whereas mm. in other awards, um, organizations have broken this down to Christopher Wielden in general and then the actual Michael Jackson choreography was done by a group of other people. Um, they did not bring... Mm-hmm. Same thing actually with pa- with Paradise Square. Bill T. Jones is the sole credited choreographer yeah. in this nomination, but there were other people nominated in other awards groups for like the Irish dancing and all of those things. So I, I feel like those things might actually hurt um, because people might realize that those aren't just the works that should be nominated. So Camille sure. A. Brown might get it. Um, I would not be surprised if Christopher Wielden wins for MJ or Bill T. Jones wins, but I would totally. want Camille Brown to win. And I think I'm going to go ahead and say she will, even though uh, this is, I don't feel as strongly about this as either of the strange loop ones Fair. that we just talked about. Fair. And I think honestly, this can go a lot of different ways. And, you know, Camille Brown has the benefit that she is also nominated for direction. She is the first black, mm-hmm. black woman to ever be nominated for both direction and choreography. I have a feeling she will win one of them. Um, you know, in direction, she's going against Sam Mendes and choreography. As you said, she's going against especially Christopher Wield and Bill, Bill T. Jones. I think a lot of this is interchangeable. I absolutely want her to win. I just saw the show. I thought the, Amazing. I thought both the, yeah, it was beautiful. And I thought both the choreography and direction went so beautifully hand in hand. She was actually there. We were like in the third row when I saw it and she was oh, making her way around the orchestra talking to people. Um, and it's just a wonderful, 
light and a kind person and so deserving of these nominations. Um, I think Bill T. Jones has a major shot here. And as you said, I think Christopher Wheeldon, we're talking about Michael Jackson and, you yeah. know, the best pop dancer maybe of all time yeah. to have to replicate that on a stage with somebody who is just playing that role is um, an enormous feat. Um, so yeah, I think of Bill T. Jones, Christopher Wheeldon, and Camille A. Brown, any of them could be interchangeable at this point. I hope she wins. Um, but I won't be mad about any of these. One thing that I think might be interesting in Camille's favor is I wonder mm-hmm. how many of the voters saw the public theater off Broadway production yeah. where she was just the choreographer. Yeah. And, and it did not get uniformly positive reviews. It was, it was a mixed reviewed show. Totally. It had much better reviews when she assumed both the choreography and the direction for Broadway. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that gives her the benefit of the doubt yeah. in either the choreography or direction category. I don't think she's going to win in direction, but I wonder if that the the integration of the choreography into the overall storytelling might actually help her here, especially Very if there's possible. a number of people who saw it at the public. But mm, yeah, all right, let's get into the direction categories. Best direction of a play, which we were just talking about. We start off with Liliana Blaine Cruz for *The Skin of Our Teeth*, Camille Brown for *For Colored Girls*, Sam Mendes, who you mentioned for the Lehman trilogy, Neil Pepe for *American Buffalo*, and Les Waters for *Dana H*. Um, what are you thinking in this category here, Ashley? I am assuming that the Lehman trilogy is going to win for best play. I think that's pretty much written in stone at this point. Um, so this is going to be, I think, again, kind of a toss up here. I think we see this a lot in movies more than anything where they will award a director, but not award the play for the, or, you know, the movie for the best uh, picture of the year. I think the Lehman trilogy is probably going to win for best play. I would not be surprised as a result. They decided to give it to Camille Brown, who again, incredibly deserving. And like you just said, I think especially when you start pairing the direction up with the choreography, it becomes a better show with her, um, at the helm for both. So I, I I could see them giving it to her, her here. I would absolutely not be surprised and am kind of expecting them to give it to Sam Mendes. But I think this also could be the separation here where if they're not going to award her for choreography over, you know, Bill T. Jones or Wielden, um, that they're going to give it to her here. I feel like she has to take home one of the two. Otherwise, you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this might be the better option. Unless they decide very much to see for colored girls as a dance show more than anything which obviously it's not but you know tony voters well and it is described as a choreo poem they lead with choreo so totally um, I agree that I think Sam Mendez will win in this category. And to be completely frank with you, I have no problem with that. What he was able to do with that show to make literally pros talking about the history of a family of a fi- the, behind a financial organization that honestly, sure. I don't think that anyone has any fondness for into an unbelievably compelling piece of theater was masterful. So I, mm. I don't have a problem with that. But no, here's definitely. where I. Here's where I'm kind of looking at this in terms of what I want differently than I probably have in other categories. While normally I would say what I want is the thing that I thought was the best, I did not see the skin of our teeth, much to my chagrin. And that was because of my own personal fear. Um, But Grace raved about it when she saw it and kind of confirmed what I had hoped that show would be as we talked about it. Um, But I psyched myself out about not wanting to put a spot on something risky when on one of my trips. But I kind of want Liliana Blaine Cruz 
who's to win. Um, one, a woman of color winning this category would be awesome, as it would be for Camille A. Brown. Totally. But the sheer audacity of this show and everything we've heard about this show mm-hmm. and the updates of it, the physical representation of it, taking this um, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning show from, what was it, 80, 90 years ago mm. and completely turning it on its head without doing a ton of rewrites. Obviously, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins uh, did some some you know touch-ups here and there but you know to do this in a way that is just like ridiculously over the top um, mm. I, I want to see more of so for me while I did not see the skin of our teeth what that production represents in the future of theater I would love to see recognize I don't think it will to oh, be quite ab- honest yeah. with you I think yeah, she's probably maybe fourth or fifth on the potential for this category Most but definitely. I would like to see her win but I do think Sam Mendes will win absolutely um, all right. Best direction of a musical. We'll wrap up our predictions for today. We have Stephen Brackett for A Strange Loop, Marion Elliott for Company, Connor McPherson for Girl from the North Country, Lucy Moss and Jamie Armitage for Six, and Christopher Wielden for MJ. Um, I, I, this one's tough for this me. This is hard. I, <laughs> this is I think- maybe my hardest. Yeah, I want Marion Elliott to win. I have said that yeah. other than the casting of Katrina Link as Bobby, who I do not think is horrible in this in that role by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. But beyond that, <laughs> beyond <laughs> that, beyond that, I think Company is a perfectly constructed production. Yeah. But the the writing aside, because we know how great the writing is, but like this physical production and the staging, I think is perfect. Um, so I want Marion Elliott to win. And I, I think she's going to, uh, you know, I think Stephen yeah. Brackett for a strange loop is the other person in this, you know, in competition here. So I would not be surprised if a strange loop goes on a run, like you kind of mentioned earlier yeah. and it wins a bunch, but I th- think the love for company and especially of the, of a Sondheim show yeah. is going to be there. I think it's clearly going to win best revival, uh, of a yeah. musical, oh, but God, I think I hope so if, yeah. music, if music man wins, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carolina Change is in there too. It's but- Carolina Change. I would not be upset over Carolina Change, but music yeah. man, man. Yeah. But I think Marion Elliott, I want to win and I think she will win. I think it's a really, really smartly constructed show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think, like I said, there's a very big and a chance that I wouldn't be mad at, but a chance that a strange loop goes on a tear and wins most of the things it's nominated for, if not all of the things it's nominated for. Um, I think that's a pretty perfect production. I also think company is a pretty perfect production. I can't really say more about that show than I already have in the past, yeah, you know, us, <laughs> shut up in the past like eight months, but there are few things that stand out to me on stage in this past season as much as that TikTok scene. I think I think that alone I think about it every day. I just watched the documentary on Mm -hmm. PBS the other day and it just like when they started showing scenes from it just completely lit up my heart again. And it was I mean the fact that she is doing this revival and you know the previous one in London as well is because Sondheim specifically specifically trusted her with this material that he wasn't sure 
a gender swapped, reversed, whatever company would work. But absolutely, he vetoed a gay gay production of it before with Alan Cumming. And he's, you know, he's vetoed a lot of different company productions and ideas. And this one he said he wasn't sure of, but Marianne Elliott was doing it and he trusted her. And we obviously know at this point that he loved that production. And I think in a year where he's going to be in the in memoriam and we know is going to be, yeah, I'm going to die. There's going to be a very big portion of this Tony's dedicated to him. I think Marianne Elliott is probably not only the obvious choice, but the best choice here. Yeah. And I think similar to what we talked about with Camille A. Brown having the benefit of people um, knowing her mm. work, um, kind of progressing from the off Broadway for totally. colored girls to, to Broadway. I think people knowing company coming in and seeing the fact that Marion kind of recreated it for this version. Well, I don't yeah. know if that's technically direction. Cause I guess she didn't re, they didn't rewrite anything. They didn't, I mean, they rewrite little here very, or there. Very little. Yeah. Very, yeah. very little but, bits I mean, and everything is, else was from George Firth. Yeah. So, I mean, it's complete, but it is completely reimagined. And I think, I, it, whether that's direction or I, I don't know how you would break that down, but I think she gets credit for that idea. And I think that might be something that might tip her over the edge. There. I think so. Yeah. All right. Speaking of seeing great theater, let's talk about our sponsor for this week today. Ticks. As you know, I am making a rather abrupt return to New York in <laughs> like six weeks, much Yay. sooner than I had originally intended. So the only place that I am starting my spreadsheet with is today ticks you can see so many live shows there that you would never even have even heard of or had access to get tickets to because of how quick and easy today ticks makes getting them they have amazing prices for some of the best theater out there and you can get it all in a one-stop shop for theater tickets comedy tickets cabaret tickets and so much more just download the app or visit todayticks.com to find a show you want to see and getting tickets is easier than ever with the today ticks app you can check out in 30 seconds and have your ticket it's right there on your phone. It doesn't matter if you're getting tickets for a show six weeks before you want to see a performance or six hours before you want to see a performance. You can be spontaneous or plan ahead as much as you like because Today Ticks gives you plenty of different avenues to get tickets, and that includes pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold-out shows, and day of discounted tickets. It's not just for Broadway or for the West End. We're, you know, we're today on Broadway, so we're talking about Broadway, but you can also find tickets. In cities across the country, around the world. That includes Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. If you didn't notice from the first like 20 minutes of this episode, we're on Tony's Week. If you go to Today Ticks, you can find pretty mm-hmm. much all of the Tony nominees right a now. Uh, yeah, a very good amount. And that's, I mean, A Strange Loop, There's Company, which we just wax poetic about, Take Me Out, Plaza Suite. You can pretty much get everything in this final run here. Absolutely. So, see that show you've always wanted to see, or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytakes, T-I-X dot com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's run through some real quick news here. Not a ton to get into, but I do want to mention the fact that the Brooklyn Academy of Music has announced its 2022 Next Wave Festival, where they're going to be inviting some of the world's most 
fascinating artist mm-hmm. uh, to come through and lead audiences in a creative odyssey through performance. They have a ton of different types of performances. They have theater, opera, music, and dance. I will just kind of talk about the two um, main theater pieces. The first one is F.C. Bergman's 300L, 50L, 30L. I don't know how that's supposed to <laughs> actually knows? be pronounced. Yeah. It's the um, So that is um, happening from September 28th through October 1st. Then October 20th through the 29th, we have Eva Van Hova's uh, adaptation of A Little Life. Both of those are U.S. premieres. Then from October 27th through November 5th, we have Thomas Ostermeyer's Hamlet, which is also a U.S. premiere. That is um, not to be confused with the Hamlet that is happening up at Park Avenue Armory mm-hmm. from... Uh, Robert Icke. Lots of Hamlet going All on from Hamlet. overseas creators. Um, this one is a little further outside of Midtown than just Brooklyn. But if you head up to Pittsfield, Massachusetts, coming up in August. Uh, you know I, think I am. I, I was going to say, I feel like you're going to be there. <laughs> because the Barrington Stage Company recently announced the casting for an all-new production of A Little Night Music. Might have heard of it. But with uh, music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and a book by Hugh Wheeler. Um, the production will be choreographed by Robert LaFosse. I don't think that's any connection to Bob. Um, but it's it will- his French cousin. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. um, it'll be directed <laughs> by um, Barrington founder and artistic director Julianne Boyd and it will run August 6th through the 28th. Alright, get ready for this. The cast ah. the cast will feature Tony nominee Emily Skinner as Desiree, the amazing Jason Danieli as Friedrich, um, Tony nominee and really should be winner at this point, Mary Beth Peel as uh, Madame Armfelt, Sierra Bogus as Charlotte. Um, we can go on from there. We have the full Not casting bad. in the cast listing. <laughs> that is a great cast. Um, I feel like this is outside of New York, but I feel like I'm counting this for my major production of a Sondheim prediction. I uh, think that's fair, honestly. We talk about Barrington enough, and they deserve it, and enough shows start out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm counting it. I'm just Jason- changing the rules as I go along. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Six months in. Jason yeah. Danieli singing Sondheim oh. at any point is just a dream. Oh, I can't wait for this. And Emily Skinner is honestly perfect casting. It's so good. So, so good. So- and Mary Beth Peel. Like, how is Mary Beth Peel oh, totally. Come not on. done more Sondheim in her career? But <sighs> anyway. Damn. Um, <laughs> Real quick, um, also, Signature Theater's SIG Space will return this June with Theater 4-1 as a partner. They will present six one-on-one, five-to-six-minute theater experiences. Um, this is something that they have done before. Many of the works in this uh, this presentation, this month-long presentation, have been performed at Signature previously back in 2016. Theater for One's one-of-a-kind, state-of-the-art mobile performance space, which is ADA-accessible and COVID-safe, um, will be stationed in the Griffin Lobby at the Signature Theater Center on weekends from June 9th through the 26th. The All the times and stuff will be in the show notes. And tickets will mm-hmm. become available on Tuesdays. They do um, encourage you to get tickets ahead of time, which you can get, but walk-ups and repeat viewings to see a different play um, mm. are welcome and subject to availability. These featured works will include Samuel D. Hunter's Brick, David Henry Wong's My Anniversary, Lynn Nottage's Hash Hashtag five, Jose Rivera's Lizzie, uh, Liana Studi's Before America Was America, and Regina Taylor's Deja Vu. Deja Vu nice. is also the name of this whole presentation because, like I said, many of these pr- uh, shows were presented by Signature back in 2016 mm-hmm. as well. Nice. So all the information, including dates and times, are in the show notes. 
And then finally, for feel-good recommendation, we spent a lot of time talking about a strange loop on our predictions for this episode. Um, so I wanted to point out the segment that CBS Sunday Morning did with Michael R. Jackson on the show on uh, Sunday, June 9th, obviously leading into the Tonys. The mm-hmm. uh, Tonys will air on CBS with a pre-show airing on Paramount+. Plus. If you don't know what Paramount Plus is, head over to the streamable.com because we talk about Paramount Plus all the time over there at my day job. Um, uh, but <laughs> nice that, that, yeah, that will be uh, uh, hosted by uh, Emmy winners and current Broadway stars Darren Chris and Julianne Huff uh, the hour before the Tonys start. So great stuff there. Um, I think that's all we have for today, Ashley. Anything I else? I think that's it. All right. Oh, great. Well, God, no. I'm going to okay. go see which way to the stage. So oh, that's exciting. Grace saw it on Saturday night. You're seeing it yeah. on Sunday night. I saw it on yep. my trip. And I, I told you last week, like, I think it's one of my two favorite things I've seen all year so far. Um, I'm excited. Yep. And Grace kind of echoed those sentiments as well. So very I excited. I trust both of you by law of job yeah. i feel like i feel like <laughs> if you don't like it um we can just go ahead and say you're wrong because grace and i agreed so like yeah, two out of three we we have uh we have the majority <laughs> so anyway all right that's all that we have today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broader radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all right everybody don't forget to hydrate. It's Tony week. It's going to be crazy. Oof. Get yourselves ready for Electrolyte a Electrolyte packets, baby. You're going to need it. I'm seeing so much theater this week. I'm seeing the, the national oh tours God, of Jesus Christ Superstar and Waitress this week. I'm also seeing a regional production of In the Heights. Um, I'm actually seeing nice. Jesus Christ Superstar Ooh. twice this week. So, oh, my God. Um, I'm why? Seeing, well, uh, press tickets <laughs> no, and subscription fine. tickets. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Uh, so, and I love Superstar. Don't give me your ALW hate <laughs> on Superstar. I will. Watch a- me. A- a- ALW hate is is excludes yeah. excludes superstar Avita and Joseph. Everything else, I'll give you permission. Definitely like two of those, maybe do like one and a half. Whatever. All right, you have to love Avita just for I, the just for the patty of it all. Well, I feel like Patty doesn't love it just for the patty of it all. Well, but I mean, <laughs> that's personal. But anyway, I've got which way to the stage. I got lessons in survival. I've got the bedwetter in maybe Paradise Square. So far, Amazing. we may have one more. Amazing. Oof. Oof, my Do your stretches. All <laughs> right, everybody. Hydrate, get your electrolytes, and uh, have a wonderful week. We will talk to you tomorrow.